This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. In John 10.10, Jesus speaks and he says this in the New King James. He says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. I believe that God wants you walking in an abundant life. you believe that today? I love what it says in the New Living Translation, the second part. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Think, think about that. A rich and satisfying life. And that's New Living Translation. The Amplified, it says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it abundance to the full till it overflows. So Jesus wants us walking in a rich, satisfying, enjoyable, overflowing life. Can I get a witness in the house today? So my question today, to you today, are you thriving or just surviving? <laughs> are you thriving or just, are you just trying to make it? Sometimes they ask me, how are you doing? And they say, I'm making it. That, that tells me that they're, that they're just trying to make it work till, till Jesus comes back. They're praying a lot. Jesus, come back, help me. And uh, sometimes we, we, we have those days. Anybody have those hard days? where you want Jesus to come back. We all experience those days. But really, I believe that you can live this abundant life and that, you know, Jesus calls us to be on top and not on the bottom. Amen. Amen. We're not supposed to be under the circumstances. We're supposed to be on top of the circumstances. Amen. And I love what it says in Deuteronomy 28, 13. If you want to study out, because I really believe as Christians... We need to be walking under the blessing. Somebody say the blessing. The blessing. Amen. And I, I, and I like that. And I'm going to say this. You are blessed. Amen. Somebody say I am, blessed. I am blessed. And in Deuteronomy, you can study out Deuteronomy 28. You should, if you're, if you're lagging in the area of blessing, study out Deuteronomy 28, the first part of it. Because it talks about God's covenant people and how if we walk with God, he will bless us. This is under the Old Testament. But I'm saying that he wants you on top and not on the bottom. What I mean by that is, in Deuteronomy 28, 13, it says, And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, that you are careful to observe them and walk in them. So, so I'm talking to you today. And this month about walking in the abundant life that Jesus paid for us to walk in. And so there's spiritual forces. Somebody say spiritual forces. There's spiritual forces that we need to walk in to obtain this abundant life. You believe that? And so the first session I preached on the force of faith. Amen. In other words, nothing's going to get done until you start believing something. I'm, can, I, can I talk to somebody today? In other words, our faith is produced through the word of God. There's no faith unless you have the word of God on it. Amen. Amen. If you're believing for anything, you better have a promise attached to what you're believing God for. And there are many promises in the Bible. And there are, there's, I, there's thousands of promises in the Bible. And you just got to find one to fit your situation. And when you find that promise, 
then you stand on it until it comes to pass. So faith is believing, speaking, and acting on the word of God. And faith, again, is, is believing, you're believing, you're speaking, and you're acting as if the word of God is true. If you're, listen, if you're truly acting like it's true, you're going to be happy people. Because my, my message today, I'm going to talk about the fourth, the fourth key in walking in this abundant life. And you got you to gotta walk in faith. Number two, you got to walk in love. Amen. Somebody say walk in love. And love, you know, is, is the greatest motivator that we can walk in. Love is produced through the knowledge of what God has done for us in his son, Jesus Christ. So when we get a revelation of what Jesus saved us from, amen. See, see, some people, and uh, I, I've heard of some people that they don't believe that there's a hell, you know. If there wasn't a hell, I wouldn't be here. I'd be in Hawaii right now. But there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And if there wasn't no hell, then why would I need to even preach? Amen. Because I'm preaching to save you from the wrath of God to come. And the wrath is against all ungodliness. Amen. But thank God that Jesus paid the price for our ungodliness. And he can transfer our sin and make us righteous. Can I get get an amen? Thank you. And and so I love this because the force of faith, uh, number one, the force of faith is not just only believing and speaking and acting, it's a gift that God gives us. You know God gives you faith? So the faith that we have is not produced on our own merit. God actually gives us the measure of faith. And then love, do you know love is a gift? So it's not something that you got to work for. It's something that God gives us. When you receive Jesus, you receive the greatest lover of all mankind. You have Jesus on the inside of you, the hope of glory. And Jesus is love. Amen. God is love. And number three force is the force of peace. And I'm going to say this, that if you're not walking in peace, then you're not going to be able to attain what God wants you to walk in because peace is a key factor in receiving all that God has. And peace is really produced through trusting God no matter what it looks like. Somebody say, I trust God, no matter what it looks like. And so, so peace is produced by trusting God, even in the midst of the storms of life. When Peter was thrown in prison, and, uh, and there was another apostle that just recently got killed by the king, uh, Peter was going to get executed that next day, but the Bible said that he fell asleep so hard that when the angel came, he had to smoke him, smote him to wake him up. He had to really shake him hard to wake him up. Why? Peter was in such a deep sleep, he wasn't worried about being executed the following day. So, so what, what, what I'm saying to you today, Peter had peace. He had faith in God's word because Jesus told Peter that he was going to die an old man. And Peter was still young, so Peter already had faith, and he acted on his faith by going to sleep. So sometimes, when the pressure comes, you just might just need to go to sleep. You just might need to take a nap. Amen? When the pressure comes in life, you just need to learn to 
let go. Did I say let go? Let go and let God. Have you ever heard that before? Let go and let God. Let go of the problem and let God handle it. Glory to God. So, so today I want to talk to you about another force that's going to wa- help you walk in the abundant life. And that force is a spiritual force called joy. Joy. We got to have some joy. Amen. Because joy, there's benefits to joy. You know, joy will cause us to be strengthened. Joy will actually heal your body because the Bible says laughter does good like a medicine. So, so some of you, if you're dealing with any kind of problems, you might need to start laughing a little bit more. The problem with some of you are you're not laughing enough. The Bible says that, that God sits on his throne and he laughs. It, 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 right before that in Psalms, it says that pe- people, men are making plans against God. And they're trying to do everything they can against God. But then, then the next verse says, then God sits on his throne and laughs because their plans will not come to fruition. So whatever the enemy is trying to mean for harm in your life, whatever the devil's trying to do to come against you, God is turning for good. You got to believe that. Say, I believe that. God's turning it for my good. So joy, you could take the acrostic of joy, J-O-Y, and this J stands for Jesus. The O stands for others. And the Y stands for you. Amen. Jesus, others, you. Glory to God. You could also say Jesus on you. I like that one too. The Lord gave me that one. Jesus over you. Glory to God. Joy. And, and the revelation of Jesus should produce joy in our lives. So joy is produced through the knowledge of Jesus. So the more you love and obey Jesus the more joy you're going to walk in. The measure of your joy is the measure of your love that you have for Jesus and putting him first place. So the acid test of love, loving Jesus, is loving the word of God. If you love the word of God, you love Jesus. I'm going to say it again. If you love the word of God, how many people love the word of God? That's why you're here this morning. You love the word of God. How many people study the Word of God every day? Well, we won't go there. I don't want... Some of you may not be raising your hand. How many people study your Word of God every day? You should, should try to anyway. Give it... Say, I'm giving it my best shot, Pastor. So, so loving Jesus is loving God's Word. So if you love the Word of God, you love Jesus. Jesus became the Word and Jesus and the Word... Are one. I love this in, in John 1. This is a, a favorite passage of mine. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You may say, Who is Jesus? He's the Word. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So we see here that Jesus is the Word of God, and and His Word brings life. I'm talking to you today about abundant life. God's Word 
acted on, received, will bring you abundant life. And then here in verse 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So God's word is full of grace and his word is full of truth. God's grace is his empowerment, is his blessings on our life. His truth sets us free and keeps us free. So, so his word, so loving his word will bring you into that place of, of joy. Amen. So, so I love this in Psalms 19. Let's look at this. Let's look at some of the benefits of loving the word. And in Psalms 19, 7 through 8, it says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Now, I'm going to say this, that that God's word will convert your soul. In other words, some of us need a personality change. Oh, man, that was that was a low. Amen. Some of us are come from some negativity. We we come out of some negativity and we need our person out. Amen. I'm preaching. We need to be a little bit more happier. We need to be a little bit more joyful. We need to be a little bit more peaceful. Amen. And so what is the word of God will do? It will convert your soul. In, in other words, you're pro, you prosper. Apostle John said that we prosper as our soul prospers. So how does your soul prospers? By renewing it with the word of God day by day. That's how you start prospering in this life. You renew your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. If you convert your mind to thinking like God thinks, you're going to act like God acts. And God is never down and depressed. God is always up. And say, I'm always up. Amen. That's by faith. Some of you might have to speak by faith. I'm always up. Amen. We are always up. Amen. The testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple. So, you know, you don't have to be that smart in this life. You don't have to be educated in this life. Amen. You don't have to have a, a high degree. You don't have to have a master's degree. Uh, no, all you have to do is go through the school of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will make you wise. Uh, uh, yesterday I was at my mom's house and, you know, uh, she, she has a hide-to-bed couch and we misplaced our phone and we were over there the other day for Thanksgiving and one of the phones, we have a few phones, and uh, we, we misplaced it. So I was thinking maybe it's under the couch. So I, I, I pulled her, her couch cushions open and, and opened the hide-to-bed and um, there's a problem with the hide-a-bed. It doesn't want to go back down once you open it. And uh, so I'm trying to push this hide-a-bed down. I'm trying to push it down. And my mom says, you're going to break it. You're going to break it. Don't mess with it. John, John, which is my brother, John, he's working the camera. John knows how to put it down. He, we'll just leave it the way it is. And, I, and she has company coming over. The, pe- the couch is hanging out. And I'm like, no, no, we're going to do it. I, I'm trying. She said, you're going to break it. I said, no, no, everything's going to be all right. And I'm pressing on it. And my mom's sweating bullets because the sun's not listening. Have you ever been there? And I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm like, huh, you know, and now I'm about ready to sit down. She said, don't do that. You're going to break it. And then all of a sudden, snap. No, no, I'm kidding. But, 
And then all of a sudden I look at it and she said, John only does something on that side. So I looked at it and just by instinct, I went over there and pushed that little lever over and then I pressed it right. It went down like butter. And I said, Mom, thanks for the confidence. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? She was, she was, she was amazed. And I said, we got it. And I felt like a victor. Amen. Even when people may not have confidence in you, just have confidence that God can work something through you. Amen. Even mom may not have confidence. Amen. John can get this the job done. I, I, I'm not chopped liver either. You know, glory to God. John can do something, but pastor can do some things too. I can do more than just preach. Amen. Even though some people think that's all pastor can do is preach. They can't do nothing else. But, but, uh, but no, no, pastors can do more than just preach. Amen. And so, so here, what I'm saying is that God will make you wise. He will show you what you need to do. Number three, see, you got to be careful about hanging out with the pastor because you might, be, you might end up in his sermon. Amen. And uh, my mom's shaking her head. Amen. And, uh, and so the statue of the Lord are right, rejoicing. The heart. This is where I wanted to get at. We're talking about joy this morning. We're talking about joy. Jesus on you or Jesus over you or Jesus others you. And uh, and 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 it says here the statues of the uh, of the Lord are right or righteous rejoicing the heart. God's word should cause your heart to rejoice. In other words, his word should not be a downer to you. It should bring you up, that, especially if you're reading the Psalms, because I like reading the Psalms. Amen. And the Psalms are praise and worship songs unto the Lord. And it should get you excited. If the word is not getting you excited, you might need to get saved. Amen. You might need to ask Jesus into your life. Amen. 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 Praise God. And, and, and so, so, so it, notice it says here, the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So we're, we're, we're talking about joy today and, and the word of God will produce joy in your life. Amen. I love that the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. So, so this tells me that, that, that God's word has a righteous standard. Say God's word has a righteous standard. And God's righteous word acted on in our lives produces the joy of the Lord in our lives. So, so I'm going to say this, that when we're acting on God's righteous word and walking righteously under his word, we're going to see the joy of the Lord in our lives. In Romans 14, 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, so it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, so eating and drinking are natural things to sustain our life. But, but Jesus said this, that men shall not live by the natural. Men shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of mouth. How are you going to live in this life? By the word of God. The word is your sustenance. The word is everything that you need to bring you to that abundant life that you're believing God for. Amen. You know, I love it. You know, I, uh, I, when people ask me what I do, I say, man, I preach the Bible. I'm a pastor. I teach the Bible. And I'm proud of it, glory to God. I used to be real low-key about it, like, I'm a pastor. You know, 
But, but now I'm like, I'm excited. I'm a pastor. I teach the Bible. I teach people how to walk the abundant life. I teach people how to, how to stay saved, glory to God. How to get ready for the return of Jesus. How, how to be the best that they can, how to be the best version that they can be. That's what I'm up here. I'm teaching you to be the best version that you can be of, of who God created you to be. And we all can go a little higher. Somebody say, I can get better. You all can get a little better. Amen. We, we, we all, none of us has arrived. Amen. We're all, hopefully we're all striving for that mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ. Say, I'm still striving to thrive. Amen. So, so living righteous in God produces peace and joy in our lives. Righteous living is pursuing right standing with God and people at all times. Can I say that again? Uh, pursuing righteousness and right standing is pursuing right standing with God. That means you're walking. That means you have no hidden sin in your life. You don't have any hidden sin in your life. You don't have anything in your life that you're doing that you know it's wrong. You don't have it. You're, you're, not, you're not doing that. You're, 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 keep, you're keeping away from this, the, the, the sin that so easily besets you. And that you're walking right before, you're doing people right. See, if you're, doing, if you're walking right before God and you're doing people right, that should produce peace in your life. And with peace in your life, joy follows. But if you're, if you're not walking right before God and you're not doing people right, then you're going to be stressed out. You're not going to have that joy. You're going to have, there's going to be some, some type of fear. Amen? Because sin, you know, tolerated is faith contaminated. Can I say that again? Sin tolerated is faith contaminated. So you can't you can't tolerate sin in your life. Amen. I love this because 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 righteousness is it it is a gift that God gives us through the blood of Jesus. We have the gift of righteousness. That means right standing with God because of the blood. Glory to God. But we still have to pursue righteousness. What pastor? That doesn't sound right. It, it, It's perfect. It makes perfect sense to me. You got to pursue right standing. With God and with people. Glory to God. And I like this in 2 Timothy. Let me back it up with scripture. It says, flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness. Notice it says, pursue righteousness. I'm going to say it again. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, and those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Notice love and peace are in there. Something that we have to pursue. So we must flee. So what he's saying is flee sin and pursue righteousness. Somebody say flee sin, pursue righteousness. The word tells us in 2 Timothy how to do that. Maybe you're in an area in your life where you know you need a change. Maybe there's something in your life that you know God's not pleased with. Uh, Then then I'm going to encourage you to change. Why? Because you're forfeiting the blessing of joy in your life over that thing. You think that thing brings you joy, but it's only temporary happiness, but it's misery at the end. I'm going to say this. Sin is, is, is good 
for a season, the Bible says, it's pleasurable for a season, but at the end, death comes. And so I love this because he, he says here, uh, Peter is saying this in 2 Peter. Uh, he says here, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some of honor and some for dishonor. There, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So he's saying in here, uh, Peter's saying uh, uh, that there are going to be people in the church, some that are walking honorably and some that are walking dishonorably. And he's saying that those that are walking dishonorably can change and become honorable people. So he's saying that you don't have to be stuck where you're at in your life. You can change. Look at your name and say, you can change. And you can move from being dishonorable to being honorable. Well, it's just a prayer away. It's just making a quality decision that you're not turning back no matter what it is. It comes hell or high water. You're not turning back. You're making a quality decision not to do that thing that displeases the Lord. You ask God to help you and then you, you put everything in position to keep you from moving in those places. Amen. So you can live a honorable life. I have not digressed at all. I'm talking about joy. Joy is connected in walking in the truth of God's word. It boils down to trusting and obeying God. Somebody say say, trust and obey. Amen. And so it's trusting and obeying God no matter. Sometimes obeying God doesn't look like you're going to win when you obey God. Sometimes obeying the word of God looks like you're going to lose, but in the long term, you're going to win. Amen. Amen? Long term, you're going to win. I love that famous hymn, Trust and Obey, because there's no other way. And, it, and, it, and, I, and, I, and I looked at looked it up last night. It says, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, I believe this was, was inspired by the Holy Spirit. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We will never, but we never can prove the delights of his love until all on the altar we lay. For the favor he shows, for the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey. So, so I love that because, because when we trust and obey God, no matter what it looks like, no matter if it looks like we're going to lose, we will eventually win. Trusting God and obeying his word it, it produces that righteous life that God called us to walk in. How, how did Jesus do it? Look at this. Uh, and how did Jesus live? Because I don't believe that Jesus was a sad Jesus. I don't believe that Jesus was despondent Jesus. I believe he was a positive motivational force that when you lead people, you have to be a positive person. And I believe Jesus was positive. And it says in Hebrews 1, 8, 9, but, but about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. Another word for justice is righteousness, a scepter of righteousness. 
You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Notice this. It's talking about Jesus. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Oh, man, I'm preaching now. Now I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere today. Amen. Notice it says here that, that Jesus hated wickedness. He hated sin, but he loved righteousness. It's, as God-fearing people, we have to hate sin and love God. We have to hate what God hates and love what God loves. Listen, I didn't write the book. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm, I just try to give you what the word says and you take it, but you don't make the Bible fit to your lifestyle. You fit your lifestyle to what the Bible says. Can I get many people in this day and age are trying to piece out different scriptures to to back up their lifestyle, which is a sinful lifestyle and a sinful lifestyle will never bring you the joy. I'm preaching today that that Jesus wants you to walk in. And and God said, said here he anointed Jesus, the oil of joy above his companions. I don't know about you, but I want to be the happiest person in the room. May, I, you, know, I, you know, misery loves company. Maybe you're sad, but my, my happiness is going to change your sadness. Because God's going to do something good for you today. My happiness, my positivity is going to change your negativity. Amen. Or you're going to just try to find somebody that you can have your party and cry if you want to. Cry if you want to. Amen. And, but, but, you know, there are people that have these, you know, pouting sessions no powders allowed in Exceed Life Church. Amen. Amen. You can't be pouting here. Amen. You better be rejoicing. I love it in the Amplified. It says, but the son, but as to the son, he says to him, your throne of God is forever and ever to the ages of the ages. The scepter of the kingdom of scepter of absolute righteousness or justice, straightforwardness. You have loved righteousness. You have delighted in integrity, virtue, uprightness in purpose, thought, and action. You have hated lawlessness, injustice, and iniquity. Therefore, God, even your God, the Godhead, has anointed you with the oil of exuberant joy and gladness above and beyond your companions. I love the way the Amplified amplifies it out, glory to God. It, it says here that he, he, he delighted in integrity, virtue, uprightness, purpose of thought, and action, and he hated anything that had to do with lawlessness and sin. And we need to be like that. And when we are like that, God's going to anoint us with the oil of joy. The second uh, 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 word in joy is is O, and that O stands for others. Amen. So so others, Jesus, others, you. You could say, uh, really, others means when you start walking out your purpose. In this life, God's given each one of us a purpose, and your purpose will affect others. In other words, you, look at your name and say, you got purpose. Amen. It's like that Geico a commercial. You got potential. You, and then he looks at that guy that looks a little, you know, like he doesn't have much potential, and he stops. You got purpose, glory to God. No matter where you're at in this life, Amen. I mean, 
Even bread has purpose. Glory to God. Amen. I had to just pull his name out. We have, each one of us has purpose. In other words, God has a calling on your life. Somebody say, I'm called. Amen. And so if we're going to walk in joy, the most miserable people on this planet are the people that are not walking out their purpose in God. And when you find your purpose and you accept your call, amen, you got to find your purpose and you got to accept the call that God puts on your life. you got to accept what he to- has given you to do. When you accept it with grace, you're going to see the joy of God in your life. Amen. amen. See, I'm a ministry gift. I'm considered what, uh, a ministry gift. It talks about in Ephesians. In Ephesians says in, in, in uh, chapter 4, it says in verse 7, But to each one of, uh, of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, When I sit on high, he left captivity captive and gave gifts to all men. So right here, this saying that Jesus, he, he has given gifts to the church. And these gifts are in Ephesians 4, 11, 12. And it says, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, so I'm a ministry gift to you. Me being a ministry gift, all that boils down to I'm a pastor, but really, what is a pastor? A pastor is nothing more than a servant. I'm a servant. And uh, the prophet is a servant of God and a servant of people. The evangelist, Billy Graham, was a servant of God and he served people when he preached the gospel message. Uh, every fivefold ministry, they're not just the, the ones that instruct and try to bring the body up, but they are servants unto the Lord. And I'm going to say this to you today, that the greatest calling that we can have is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we serve in God, when we accept our, our calling, amen, and we serve God with a right heart, joy should be the byproduct of our service. Can I get a witness in the house today? So, so joy should be, so we need to be pursuing the calling of God. The number one call for every Christian is to be in church. I'm going to say again, every Christian, if you're not in church as a Christian, then, then, then you're an orphan uh, son and daughter of God. A church is the family of God. And so when you come to church, that's your purpose is to come to church and to let your light shine. Somebody say, I'm letting my light shine. You may think, oh, I don't have much to offer. You have a lot more to offer than you think you do. You don't know when, when you come in how much that brightens up my day. Because if nobody showed up, I don't know if my day would be that bright. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Each person that shows up brightens my day. I mean, I get a, a little, like a feather in my cap. Oh, they came in. Oh, they showed up. Glory to God. People are coming to church. People want to hear the word of God. People want to be blessed. People want to be inspired and be, and be infused with God's spirit, glory to God. And it gets me excited. Amen. And I'm going to say this. When I fell out of church, my light didn't shine any brighter. When I fell out of church, and I was out of church for, for over a year and a half, and, and my life started coasting down. 
And it didn't get any brighter. I wasn't more godly when I left church. I became more ungodly. Anybody can relate to that. The further you away from God, the less you're going to look like God and the less you're going to receive the graces that God has for you. Amen. And so we got to get a witness of that. Let's look at uh, uh, this joy and how Jesus was able to to walk some hard places, go to the cross. And, and, and this teaches us what we need to do if we're going to walk in the joy. It's in Hebrews 12. And I've been talking about this through the whole message about walking righteous to walk in the, the joy of the Lord. For, it says in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every sin, which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You have a race. Each one of you are supposed to run it. But we're not supposed to run it solo. We're supposed to run it in a group. And looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So I wanted to get here that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And then it says that, that Jesus was able to endure the cross because of the joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The joy that was set before him. What was that joy? That he was going to become king of kings and lord of lords. He was going to become the savior of the world. That he was going to be able to bring multitudes to heaven. That he was going to be able to to pay the price so that each one of us could be made in his image and have glorified bodies just like he has. He won the price, and we're going to have all glorified bodies pretty soon in the, in the near by and by. It might be even tonight. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying Jesus could come back tonight. And are you ready? I'm ready because I'm looking. The Bible says, how do you keep yourself pure? This, this is key here. Because we're talking about purity, we're talking about walking in righteousness, and that righteousness does produce the joy. We're walking right before God, right towards our relations with people. Joy comes in, in, in our equation. And so when we do that, we'll see God's grace and His blessing on our lives. So, so, so we have to continue to walk in that joy and lay down the sins that so easily beset us And we need to move on to perfection. We can be joyful in everything through focusing on our rewards and the obedience of the judgment seat of Christ. Jesus is coming back and the Bible says his reward is in his hand. I love that. Jesus is coming back and it says his reward is in his hand. What does that mean, Pastor? That means he's looking to reward some of us. Say he's looking to reward me. In 2 Corinthians 5.10, it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in his body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And I like what it says in Matthew, talking about the, the, the talents, the, the five-talent man, the two-talent man, the one-talent man, and the, five, and the two and the five-talent man doubled their talents. So God expects us to grow. He expects us to move forward. And so it was a parable that Jesus gave. And, he's, and, and, and when, when, when these people doubled their talents, Jesus said at the throne room, at, at, at the judgment seat, well done, good and faithful servant. 
You have been faithful in a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Notice it says, enter into the joy of your Lord. Okay, so, so what am I saying today? Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise the small things that God asks you to do. Don't despise what God is, is asking you to do for his kingdom. The, the smallest thing that God asks you to do can be big in God's eyes. So you think what you have and what God is telling, he wants you to come to church. He wants you to, 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 to be the, the best ameneer in the church. Amen. He wants you to be the best ameneer in the church. He wants you to be the best giver in the church. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church. He wants you to be the best. Say, the Lord wants me to be the best giver in the church. You've got to say it by faith. You've got to say it by faith. You've got to say it by faith. Amen. He wants you to be the best giver in the church. Not just giving your finances, and that's part of it. But he wants you giving of yourself. He wants you to be the best giver in the church. It was amazing. We had a, we had a, uh, uh, a dinner on Wednesday, a Thanksgiving Eve dinner. And it was really, it was beautiful. And we had, we had the band, you know, uh, uh, part of the band playing while we were in. I felt like I was in a, in a highfalutin restaurant. And I had, the, I had the drummer boy over here. Uh, he, said, he said, Pastor, just call me drummer boy. Amen. Because I'm going to beat my drum for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not playing for the world anymore. I'm playing for God. I said, praise God. So we got a drummer, amen, that's anointed. Glory God, playing, playing. And then we got the piano play, player over here. And they were playing music while I was eating and enjoying it. Glory to God. I said, man, this is wonderful. Glory to God. They were serving. And then we, after we ate, we had people that, that helped us cl- put the place back together. Thank God for people that, that hang out and help us put everything back together, glory to God. And because if it was, if they didn't hang out, we'd be sitting at tables right now. <laughs> Amen. And I, I just thank God and, and, and Yin and other people brought food in and it was wonderful. And we're called, we're made to serve. Amen. I would say again, you're made to serve. You think your job, you're, you're, you're working a job to make money to survive. No. You're working a job to serve people. Everything we do, we're serving. Amen? We're serving people. And, and you, can, you can receive joy in your serving. So joy is produced, again, when we focus on Jesus and his word and obey it. When we fo- uh, joy is produced when we focus on others in the pursuit of the call that God has for our lives. And when we step in that call... And accept our call, we'll see the joy of the Lord in our life. Number three, joy is produced when we put others above ourselves. Amen. 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 Thank you for that amen. Thank you for that amen. And the greatest, Jesus said, the greatest in the kingdom of God comes from a heart of humility. Did not Jesus say this in the Sermon on the Mount? Didn't he say the meek shall inherit the earth? He didn't say the aggressive. He didn't say those that are pushing other people down. He said it's the meek that will inherit the earth. I like what it says in Acts 20, 35. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, the Apostle Paul is talking, that you must support the weak. Remember the words of the Lord. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. So when we get this proper order, 
of joy. Jesus being number one, which means his word, his word is number one in our life, that we should rejoice at his word. We should rejoice when we read his word. And then others, when we get into our call and we start serving others, God will download the joy into our life, glory to God. And then, then you say, what about me? Well, what about you is when you are doing these two things, then God does put the joy in your life and your life is strengthened. Your life is healed. Your life is delivered. You're walking in the joy of the Lord. You become a magnet to the people of the world. They see the joy of the Lord on your life and you're happy. And when you shouldn't be happy, see Paul encountered more problems than any other apostle that was ever written in the, in the New Testament but Paul was he was in chains one day and he was he was before the governor and he and he said to the governor I think myself happy How could he do that in chains because he knew he had purpose his purpose was to get people saved. He was a soul winner. And he, and he used whatever predicament that he was in to save people's lives. No matter how bad it looks, always get an get a, a attitude of, that you are called to be an ambassador of God. To bring the, the gospel of reconciliation into people's lives. Their sins are already forgiven. They're just going to have to receive it. And so if you get this soul winter winter mentality about you, no matter where you're at, then you're, you're, you're representing the kingdom. If you're representing the kingdom, you should be joyful in the blessings of the kingdom. Don't forget his benefits. He forgives all your sins. He, he, uh, he heals all uh, your iniquities. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with love and kindness and tender mercies. Glory to God. He fills your mouth with good things, the word of God, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. There's many benefits in serving the, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we keep de- this attitude about us, we will walk in the joy of the Lord Jesus Others, you, Jesus on you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you. Father, and I thank you that you're helping us to move in that calling that you have for each one of us. I thank you, Father God, as we let go of those sins that so easily beset us, as we let go of areas in our life that's not pleasing you, and we move into pleasing you by making quality decisions, I believe you're going to put that joy on each one of us. Perhaps you're here in the audience, maybe online, you or watching or listening, and you have not made a quality decision to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Well, today is the day of salvation. Just pray this simple prayer after me and mean in your heart, and I believe that God will usher you in to his love his peace, and his joy. Say this out loud and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.
We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.